0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you, and enjoy. Well, good morning, everyone. Every so often, uh, these surveys come out, and what the surveys are is they, they take the poll of people in the pews. That's all of you. And they ask a variety of questions, uh, but usually there's uh, a few questions about either church teachings or the vision of the church. And one of the questions that is growing in number is, what's your relationship with Jesus like? And then the follow-up question is, what's your relationship with the church like? And do you think you need the church in order to have a relationship with Jesus? And these numbers are going in different directions. But what's really important to understand is without the church, there is no Jesus. And Jesus came to found a church. When he was on the earth in his earthly body, he wanted there to be a church. He was founding a church. It wasn't gonna be just simply like a a group of hippies just hanging out and saying that whatever happens, happens. He had an intentional community and then that community was going to be run a certain way with a hierarchy involved. Yes, all the things that we sometimes at parties go, I don't know about the church, but I'm okay with God. All of that, Jesus intended for his followers. Every single thing of it. Why is this important? Well, I mean, at this point, it's probably been almost 10 years. There was a song on YouTube that came out and it had around 5 million views at the time. And it was this guy who was... a. Uh, Kind of, it was a mediocre rap, if you ask me, but he was a rapper of some sort. And uh, he was rapping and he was trying to create, the, the main point of the song was this. Jesus did not want religion. He came to abolish religion. He doesn't want organized religion or a church. And it's just a trope that we've heard so many times that maybe in an unconscious way, we've even said it. But what we need to get back to is saying, Well, did Jesus want a church? And if so, what was the church meant to be and to do? And how do we know any of this? Because if he didn't found a church, boy, we could have all been at a nice buffet this morning somewhere, you know? But if he did plan to there be a church, we're right in line with God's plan for your flourishing. So, let's get to the gospel. Jesus asks his followers, who do people say that I am? And then he says, who do you say that I am? This isn't like a popularity poll. He's not like, hey, how am I doing out there? People in this town liking me yet? Did a couple miracles. They should be loving me by now, right? That's not what he's doing. It's much deeper than that. He's wanting to see if they get who he is. I'm not just another teacher. I'm not just a religious founder. Do you see who I am yet? And then Peter comes through strong. You are the Christ, the son of the living God, i.e. you are divinity in the flesh. You are the mystery that we know as the unmoved mover, the first cause of all things, the origin that we would say nowadays of the big bang. You are that in the human flesh. And Jesus goes, exactly. Blessed are you. For my fathers revealed this to you. And upon this, I will build my church. So right in Jesus' lips, we have, I will build my church on what? On the faith that Peter just said out loud. Namely, that God came to us through the humanity of Jesus of Nazareth. That Jesus is the incarnate God. At Christmas time, we sing, Hail the incarnate deity. That's where they get that song from, is our faith, okay? It's that faith that they're gonna, the church is gonna be founded on. Now, what's interesting is, is St. Peter is not a great catch. All right. Many people out here in Brexville, we, many of you own companies, run companies, are managers and supervisors of people. You run your organizations better than the church has ever run the church. And you do a great gift by doing that. You should run it really well. Your employees thank you for being organized and responsible and doing things really well. You should. Jesus is weird. He chose people who weren't good at that to do that job. This is the first passage. Next week you're going to hear, which is the continuation of this same story, this Peter who got it right, who said the right thing, next week Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. That same guy. Peter, the one the church is founded on, denies Jesus three times when he needs him the most, always putting his foot in his mouth because he says the wrong thing, can't even walk on water on his own, and is scared all the time. The leaders of the church, we ain't never getting it right. So if you're like, oh gosh, the leaders of the church, right, yes, they're disappointing. Yes, oftentimes the leaders of the church lack certain skills that we wish they had. No question about it. I don't think anyone in the church would say, yeah, we got the greatest leaders in the whole world. Not the case. Never been the case. And we're still here 2,000 years later. Let me go through a little litany for you of who God likes to work with. St. Paul, the greatest missionary ever, uh, conspired to murder a man before he became St. Paul. All right. How about St. Thomas? He's forever known as Doubting Thomas. How about Matthew, a corrupt corrupt tax collector? Let's go back to the Old Testament. God was working with humanity back then. Moses was going to be a public speaker. He also stuttered. He also murdered a man. Some of the prophets thought they were too young. Some of the prophets said, I'm not even that religious. I'm basically a farmer. King David had an issue with Bathsheba and was to struggle with lust and then power hungry. God continues to work with the broken, the messy, the mediocre, the unfinished. For Pope Benedict, this was one of the greatest proofs that God dwells in the church. There's no way we'd be around for 2,000 years and spread into every continent, into every country, into all times and place based on that resume or curriculum vitae, depending on how you want to look at it. Jesus founds the church not as something extrinsic to him, like, you guys go start it and I'll be over here. But rather, he founds it not as an organization, but an organism. Jesus is the head and the church is the body. It's one entity, St. Paul says. We are one with Christ, how? Through the church. There is no head apart from the body. In fact, if you find a human head apart from a human body, run. (laughs) You're probably next. (laughs) When you separate a head and body, death happens. When you separate Jesus and the church, you lose what the church is and you lose who Jesus is. In the first century, so many people missed God among them because of the humanity of Jesus. In the 21st century, so many pe- people miss God among us because of the clumsiness, humanity of the church. It certainly at times is annoying and aggravating that the church is inefficient, unorganized. We at times, are ch- us as church leaders, we can lack courage, vision, all sorts of things. But you know what? As time's gone on, I've also found it to be the greatest comfort. Our faith is not that you and I are going to be perfect and get it right one day. Our faith is that God sent Jesus to bring peace, joy, and freedom into the human heart, and he does that in a very human way through the church. Our faith is that he's at work through, with, and at times in spite of the brokenness of our humanity. If things were dependent on us getting it right, this this business would have gone away a long time ago. But we're the ecclesia, is the Greek name, the church. The ecclesia means to be called out or called from. From all of humanity, we're the ones who felt the tug, the draw, the invitation to join a certain way of being human in this world. And it's a weird way of being human. We believe the God of the universe speaks to us in human stories that are over 2,000 years old, known as the Bible. We believe the God of the universe became one of us, suffered and died and rose and remains with us under the appearance of the sacraments, but his power continues to pour out. We believe Jesus hides himself in all the poor and needy that present themselves throughout our lives. We believe that two people can still fall in love and stay in love and live a sacrificial life. We believe that we can pray and things can happen and change in this world. We have hope that no matter what addiction, struggle, disease, illness, injustice, political regime, or anything going on, nothing is stronger than him. We're weird. We're strange, and to the world we sound naive. Also, we believe that men who need to go to confession often, they're our leaders. They're in charge of the church, known as the bishops and priests and deacons and pope. And we also know that all of this only makes sense because of the courage of the Gospel writers who never hid the flaws of Peter, who never hid the flaws of St. Matthew or St. Thomas. The culture is a cancel culture. You make a mistake, you upset someone, you're out. The church is not. We are a merciful culture. You make a mistake, you offend, you hurt, let's sit down and talk. Let me get my purple stole, give you some healing, and let's get you back in the game. We have a lot of good news to offer the world, and all of you are part of this 2,000-year-old family. We've created hospitals and universities. We were champions of women's rights long before that was the, the vibe going on. We've had philosophers, theologians, doctors, nurses, artists, poets, farmers, bakers, homemakers, educated, uneducated, rich, poor, people speaking every language known to man. All of them have united, not through democratic processes or anything like that, but through believing that the God of the universe showed up 2,000 years ago in human form, he died and rose and remains with us in very human ways known as the church. This is our heritage, and it's up to us to grow in it so that we can be the face of God for the world. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.